Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. (laughs) Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Good afternoon. In a little better mood today, man. Anybody got any contract questions? I'll say this. I certainly could have handled that situation better than I did, but I'll also say this. Um, I just believe there's a time and place for everything, and post-game press conferences are probably not the place uh, to address contract issues and things of that nature. It's just a very individual thing, and on game day, I doubt any of us are in that mindset. Certainly, I am not. What's required to do what it is that we do, the amount of focus pouring into a collective, I'm just not in that mind state and I just don't believe that's the appropriate venue to talk about things of that nature. Mike Tomlin there talking about uh, any contract questions, joking around. Obviously, we know what happened after the Buffalo Bills game, uh, him walking out of, his, out of his press conference. Dorn Dickerson here, Austin Bechtel behind the glass, Pat Bostick is here as well, and also Jeff Hathorn. You got us for about four hours uh, on the morning show today. But, Jeff, you were there yesterday. We're going to obviously start with you. Um, what was the feeling like? Let's we're going to do big picture and obviously narrow it down with Mike Tallman yesterday and, you know, just the state of the team and, you know, what transpired this year. But what was the feeling whenever, you know, you sat down and you're awaiting Mike Tallman to take the podium? Was there a sense of urgency in the room? Because you know how you can feel sometimes if Mike is going to be on one or if he doesn't want to speak and if he's going to, you know, uh, you know, bounce around questions, if right. he's going to be candid. What was the initial feeling whenever you first sat down before he even got to the stage? Well, we all had questions, right? We, and we all had questions prepared. We were, we were all ready to go. This was the time to really drill down on some of these issues. We were wondering how upfront is he going to be? How forthright was he going to be? Much was he going to elaborate on answers on some of the things? Because – he could yes know you as good as anybody. Uh, he could take a, a question and just give you a really short answer. I thought for the most part he he was, I don't know if bare his soul, but there, there are times you could see it in his face. Like as he was saying it, he was thinking about, man, some things got to change here. And they do. Yeah. I mean, Pat, you you obviously paid attention closely to the press conference. And, you know, my initial uh, feeling was I, I hope that the questions the the right questions were asked and I believe that they were and I but I also hope that he was going to answer them with transparency more than he ever had 
And I believe that he did do that. I thought he did. I I, I thought there were still the you know uh, th- there were the spots where he would he would go with the, with the kind of the company line and you know. But I thought for the most part he was he was transparent. He was open. He was vulnerable. Uh, I couldn't tell if he got a little emotional at the end of the first opening, which I've never it was. Se- I've never it seen. Was. I haven't either. I've never seen it. He's also he's very stoic in his. Uh, even though he can be sarcastic, he's very stoic in his presence. And, you know, again, I, I think that's good to see, you know. And I know people want to see their leaders be, you know, invulnerable and have no chinks in their armor. Uh, but but an admission of it not being good enough and I think finally showing uh, a willingness to, to even chart the course somewhat for people, go into his head a little bit, uh, was, was, was powerful. Um, now – what happens from here on out? And we might get a very different Mike Tomlin and Latrobe or, or during OTAs at minicamp. These postmortems tend to be a little bit more introspective than than traditional business. But, again, I, I thought it was a, a winning press conference, if there is one, in terms of what people wanted to hear and what the organization needs. And, guys, this is why the national people love them, because they watch that. Mm-hmm. And that's their taste of the Pittsburgh Steelers oh, and Mike yeah. Tomlin. They watch that. And he is at his best – in those moments, and even to that point where we wanted some transparency, there were a lot of things. Well, we haven't dove, we haven't, you know, gone into that yet. We haven't evaluated that yet. I don't want to speculate on that. So there was still a bunch of that. Um, but he did show some. I think he showed some contrition of like, maybe I don't have it all figured out, huh. and we really do need to change some things here. Not a complete overhaul, but it, when he was talking about the stuff that Najee said. The fact that he's not even going to look in-house for an offensive coordinator when I know he's very fond of Eddie Faulkner, um, that's a change for him. Do you think, Jeff, you're around that organization as much as anybody? Um, do you think there was any element of relief in, in his voice? Like, Do you think there was doubt leaving Buffalo that he would be back? Do you think he thought anywhere in his mind that they might part ways and that conversations over the prior couple days to yesterday got him in a better place a little a little yeah I, I think there was a I little. couldn't help but sense that same here I, you know I thought he kind a, of emoted that that's a great question and I sensed the same thing as soon as he said and he was joking around and he was like I'm in a little bit of a better mood today than I was obviously and you could take it where we just lost the playoff game but I think that and I was thinking exact same thing that he had a couple conversations, and he probably was questioning, um, is he going to be the coach for real? Like, this is probably the first time he's ever had to really, really sit there and think about, like, uh, this could go in a different and, direction. And I think he might have had a conversation like, okay, I can take a deep breath. And some of it, you know, if it's one year, you can have a one-off. But it's been a couple of years. There have been a couple of incidents with discipline. I mean, things that he w- stood on that – it's been rocked, and I, I think he's admitting that, that you know maybe he does have to have different in, in-house rules now because he doesn't have the leaders he once held. Where I could just let those guys police themselves, I think he's realizing, okay, I need to be a little different, and, I, and that's good. I mean, it, he, he needs to do that. If he would have had the, I know what I'm doing, I've won a Super Bowl, then they would be doomed. At least there's a, there's a chance that some of that stuff can change. You, you brought up Pat that you feel like he was a little bit of emotional. And we're going through a different, you know, obviously breaking it down to, to T almost. Um, 
Do you think that he – and then you were like he was, or you felt that he was a little bit emotional at the in the press conference. Do you think that he was emotional because he let some guys down, like T.J. Watt, like Cam Hayward, Cam. or – or yeah, like Cam Hayward, or was he emotional that like, man, like we really didn't do what we were capable of this year, and this was very very tough on me personally, and the the weight on his shoulders kind of were like, man, like that was hard. You guys know it. You've been in it. You've been on parts of teams where you got you do all of this work and all this work that is never seen by anybody, and not even just with the team. The stuff that that you all do just to be ready to play. And all the hours that go in, and I think he's disappointed. And he mentioned Marquise Pouncey, that Pouncey's mm-hmm. never won a world championship, that Cam's never, that TJ's never won a damn playoff game. Yep. I think he takes that personally, that he should be better. Well, that's why those guys love him, you know, and that's why they – and, you know, we've talked about this, there being discipline issues and, and you know, there's not a uniform message. It's the, it's the NFL. It's 2024 – the, the ways in which players can express themselves are are a plenty. So I don't pretend to think that everyone should be you know uh, you know company line state media, but um, I do think the 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 his contrition yesterday was a sign that there will be changes made to daily life for the Pittsburgh Steelers, and that he is taking information in because I think there is a a, a resistance by accomplished coaches, ones that have impeccable resumes nationally that I got this, you know, this is a hard league. Mm-hmm. You know, we always are winning or better than average, you know, we're going to be fine. But the finality of feeling that you may lose your job and it may not end on your terms um, as a player, as a coach, he said competition can bring out the best of you. So can that finality. Uh, we're going to find out. With my, he's going to get extended. We all know that. You called it yesterday. Um, but this is as big of a year as next year is for Kenny, and I'm sure we'll talk about those comments. This is the biggest segment of Mike Tomlin's career and will ultimately determine how his chapter as a Pittsburgh Steeler coach closes. And the biggest coaching hire he's ever had in his career is – the next offensive coordinator. No question. And that's what I actually want to get to. And we'll actually break that down a little bit, but I want to get to that just a, just a tidbit on that. Fan Twitter brought to you by South Hills Kia in Peters Township. Visit them at southhillskia.net. D- did you get the sense that he obviously said that there's going to be change and there needs to be change? He acknowledged that. But did you get the sense that he was the one that is going to make the change? Or did you get the sense that it might be a collective or it might be Arc the second. I, I think there the were early conversations about the change that needed, and even if he would have wanted to hire in-house, I think he knows he can't. Like they're in need of new ideas. And look, last year they brought in they brought in Andy Weidel because they needed some new ideas. They brought in other scouts because they wanted some new ideas. And I think the same thing with the coaching staff. I'm, listen, Matt Canada knows offense, but he wasn't the right fit. And they made a mistake there. They can't just, as much as they had some success with Eddie Faulkner and Mike Sullivan, they can't just say everything is fine here. We figured it out. They have to bring in somebody from the outside. And there are some incredible Ooh. candidates that they can pick from. Oh, too. no question. Yeah, there, there's. I mean, there's... and not guys you are poaching, and not guys that haven't been coordinators before. 
guys that have been coordinators that are sitting there that they need to take a swing at. Yeah, I, I mean, we, we talked yesterday morning about is this job attractive? Um, I think if, if you just look at the roster – highlight the quarterback position. There are enough more questions than answers at that position. Um, but everything else, and, I'm, and I don't want to take too much stock in a 37-minute press conference, but mm-hmm. if you're if you're looking at maybe coming to Pittsburgh and you heard Mike Tomlin yesterday and you, you sense the confidence he has, but also the, you know, the self-awareness, I mean, there will be guys that want to work with that. Right. There will be. I mean, there will be, be people that want to lock arms with him. And help him get to that next. Because if you come here and fix this offense, guess what you are? Head coach. You're head coach. Yeah, for sure. So that is, you know, we didn't talk about that yesterday. We talked about what would be the best situation to go to. Reality is, if someone leaves Detroit and goes to, you know, wherever, Carolina is the head coach, Ben Johnson goes to Carolina as the head coach, whoever comes into Detroit is in a position more so to fail than succeed. Because if they don't keep the standard of what they're doing with Jared Goff, it's their fault. Whereas if you come here and fix this offense, it's all you. Yeah. As much as it is roster, and that is a consideration for anybody that's going to be looking at this job, it's also in talking to Mike, how much control do I got? How much is, or how much are you going to be metal at? Like, is this going to be my offense? Right. And I think for the most part, Mike lets his, co- his offensive coordinator go. Maybe too much so with Canada. Uh, but he lets that coordinator – yeah, I mean, he's gonna if he's gonna medal, it's gonna be defensively because that's his love. That's where that's where he is, and I think that would be attractive to a coach knowing that okay, I'm not gonna have my this head coach over my shoulder all the time. I, I and we'll obviously break down Kenny a little bit and you know what he said about him, but I just feel like I I know he has a high belief in Kenny. Obviously, he he stated that and he and he, and he obviously acknowledged that it's gonna be a big year for Kenny. But I think what he sees in Kenny is a little bit of him. And that whenever Mike Tomlin's back is against the wall, which it is now, and it will be until the end of next season, um, I think that you'll get the best version. And there's a lot of players like that. There's a lot of people like that. Whenever their back's against the wall, that's when you get their best version. It may be uncomfortable for them, but they like being uncomfortable because that brings the best out of them. Yeah, well, it's that it's the finality of it, right? I mean, it, mm-hmm. it is, this is you're going to be a starting quarterback in the NFL, or you're going to you're going to be a backup. You're right. You're going to be a backup, but you're probably not going to be in Pittsburgh. So. It's it's do or die in that in that sense. You know, I, I think, and we'll talk more about Kenny as you said. Ben said this on a, on a podcast a couple weeks ago. I mean, at the end of the day, they still want to be right about Kenny. The Steelers want to be right. They want to say we got this right. Give him time. Rubber's got to meet the road in 2024, and they know that he acknowledged it. But make no mistake. They want to be right, and they're going to do everything they can to be right. That that's that's what I took from. Hey, I, we believe in Kenny. Ton of confidence in him. Intangibles. They're going to show through. Is we're going to show you we're right. It's six twelve. Time to stop playing blindly. Paying those increasing auto and home insurance premiums. Contact the Buell Insurance Agency in Gibsonia and see what they can do for you. Coming up next, as you heard, uh, per Jerry Dulac of the Pittsburgh Post Gazette. Uh, Art II said that they intend on extending Mike Tomlin's contract. We will talk about that next, dive into that pretty deep to see what that can look like for the Pittsburgh Steelers and what else can branch off of that. But first, a Becky head- headline. 
Busy day for Pittsburgh sports tomorrow. Pitt basketball is at number seven, Duke at eight o'clock. Our coverage here on the fan begins at 7.30. Penguins are at the Vegas Golden Knights. Tristan Jari expected to be in net for the Pens with 48 points on the season. Puck drop at 10 o'clock. Headlines are powered by Bowser and Genesis of Monroeville. Now open for more, go to 937thefan.com. Hi, Crowley. It's your buddy Crowley here for Hampton Beer Outlet. I am now the father of two, and so I'm not going to be drinking as much. You're going to have to pick up the slack for me. You're going to have to go buy beer. And the place to go for all your beer needs is Hampton Beer Outlet. They've got over a 1,000 beers, great prices, the best prices around, in fact. It is not a beer distributor. It's a beer superstore. It's clean. It's bright. It's an experience. Drive a little, save a lot. Hampton Beer Outlet, Route 8 in Hampton. Fan Morning Show is brought to you by Armstrong Comfort with Matt Mertz Plumbing. Dorn Dickerson here, Pat Bostick, Jeff Hathorn, Austin Bechtold behind the glass. Uh, guys, per Jerry Dulac, uh, after Mike Thomas' press conference, the team President Art II told the Post-Gazette they plan to extend Mike Tomlin's contract, and that is to be that was to be expected. Um, what... What do we take from that? Uh, you know, I, I, and Jeff, for you to be, you know, have the temperature kind of uh, on this situation, when do you expect that to actually go down? And does it need, and Pat and I talked about this yesterday, that there's a sense that it needs to go down quicker than, you know, sooner than later because of a coordinator wanting, uh, you know, getting a new coordinator and having them be tied to probably Mike Tomlin and a coordinator wanting to be uh, tied to Mike Tomlin, not knowing that situation. Where do you have the sense that it might go down, and how will that go down? So it doesn't necessarily mean that they have to announce it publicly, but anyone that's interviewing for the jobs needs to understand, listen, we're, we're going to bring him. He's on a three-year deal, or he's going to be here for three years, which I think is what I think what the term will be. So they know that, okay, if I'm going to move my family, I'm going to uproot my life, that I'm not playing for a coach that might be gone after this year. They, they've And free agents want to know that too, because right. there are free agents that want to play for Mike. We hear that a lot in the room. Hey, I always wanted to – I love this guy. I want to play for this guy. Well, if you don't know he's going to be there, why are you going to sign there? So maybe it won't be anything public, but everyone they talk to will know like, hey. And eventually it'll get out and whether – what we'll probably get is a release mm-hmm. from them saying that we, you know, we've extended Mike Tomlin two years. Yeah, I, I get the sense that you know exit interviews are taking place. I, I, I would imagine Art and Mike Tomlin met earlier this week and all this was hashed out and and that explains Mike Tomlin's mood yesterday and his his upbeat mentality it explains some of the detail he went into because he probably felt like he had the assurances to go into that detail not that he needed clearance necessarily to speak but you know it's been charted out we're going outside for the offensive coordinator and and that that was agreed upon between him and Art I mean it was I don't know if it was mandated but it was certainly agreed upon, and I would imagine Art had something to do with it if he's going to be involved in the search for an offensive coordinator with Omar Khan. Um, so, yeah, you called it yesterday. I, I would be shocked if it's only a one-year deal. You know, it's going to be a, a three-year contract. And, yeah, it, it just it creates that business-as-usual mentality, obviously underscored by a, a commitment to making some changes. Do you think this time around that the that Omar Khan and Andy Weidel will have a heavy – heavier hand in decision-making. Like, obviously, Mike Tomlin is heavy in the decision-making and that, I don't know if the language was in his last contract, but you think the contract will look a little bit different, even though he will be back, that there will be a, you know, by committee 
decision-making process more than there ever has been? Or do you think it'll be status quo like it, it has been before? Mike Tomlin will be involved as heavily as possible in every decision that they make. So I, I think ultimately the decision when it comes to coaching goes down to Mike, but I think that guys are going to bring different names to the table, different ideas, different thoughts. I think that is going to, that is going to play into it. Ultimately, that person has to work with Mike, not with not not directly with with Omar or or Art. As much as they're their bosses, they've got to be able to work with Mike. But I, I do think there's this, hey, we need to add this or or this guy really knows what he's talking about and would be a good at. I think there's more of that. Whereas and before maybe Tomlin controlled the pool of candidates more. I think the pool of candidates, there might be guys and hey, we're bringing this guy and I want you to talk to him. Whereas maybe previously Mike knew who he was going to talk to and he handled it. Uh, yeah, I think there'll be more of a committee mentality. I mean, these types of situations, this is a very trying year in many ways for Mike Tomlin. And it was the first year under kind of under new management. I, I, I hesitate to say it's brand new management because obviously Omar had been here, but Andy's new. And it was the first draft cycle they went through together. This is year two. Mike Tomlin talked about how, you know, second time around the track in that regard. But when it comes to the type of changes I anticipate seeing on the coaching staff, uh, personnel-wise, making some decisions on some guys that are up for, for renegotiation and contract extensions, guys that are coming to the end of the road and need to move on, whether it's Okafor or DeMarvin Leal or whoever that might be, um, it's going to necessitate more of a, a committee mentality. And, and that's one of the strengths that Omar Khan brought to the table is kind of that analytical mind, um, numbers. And I think that plays into football. We talked about yesterday with PFF, and mm -hmm. I don't want to go into that conversation again. But, you know, when it comes to coaching and offensive coaches and evaluating your new offensive coordinator, the numbers component really plays into it. And, you know, Mike Tomlin has admitted he's not much of an analytics guy. Omar Khan – you know, he brings that to the table to some degree. So that that's a yin and yang type of – I think we're really going to see that either meld together this year, and if it does, it's going to work really well. But this is this is a very formative time for that. And I think Andy's a good mix of both. Yeah. He's kind of got that old school. He was an yep. offensive lineman. Like, mm -hmm. He's Pittsburgh got that guy. part of it. Yep. But he also understands the anal analytics part of it, and he, that's why he was such an important ad and – you know, we have seen some changes. Look how aggressive they were in the offseason. More than ever. That is that is an obvious change that has happened. Still more has to happen, but I think that was a good first step to where this – how they need to it, – it's one thing to have a stealer way, and it's another to not – to fall behind. And I think they were starting to fall behind. You talked to uh, T.J. Watt. You talked to Cam Hayward. Uh, Deontay Johnson, you know, this, most of the starters in this these past couple of days, and obviously you were there yesterday, Jeff, um, from the questions that were asked uh, to Mike Tomlin yesterday and the way he answered them and the transparency he was putting on the table for everybody, do you feel like, do you feel like his players are falling in line with his messaging? Like, I know that the season was up and down, and they obviously lost to the Buffalo Bills last Sunday in the playoffs. And, you know, whenever you lose, nobody likes to lose, especially whenever it's, you know, a final point in your season, and then you go to the offseason, you have to get ready for next season. But from what your sense was talking to the players and then hearing Mike Tomlin talk, do you feel like there's any unison in the messaging going around at all? 
Players were saying during the last couple of games that the reason that they were in the position to be able to come back was because Mike stayed the course, that he was the same guy every week. Win or lose, it was a similar type of message. Um, you might, out there listening, you might want him to go and knock over tables and throw <laughs> stuff in meetings and think that's going to inspire these guys, but it really is not. They're professionals, as you guys have mentioned. I mean, this is a job. This is something that they do. That Obviously, they want to win. Messages can get tired when you're not having success. I don't think they got to that point. But I do think with some of the younger guys, they they need to be stricter. They need to have more rules. I think Najee hit on something that's that's true, that Mike, has, Mike allowed his guys to police themselves. But when he started, look at the guys he had in that yep. room. Oh, they were they were cops too. Right. And, right, and, right. and this isn't. And this isn't to denigrate Cam Hayward or TJ or Kenny that that they can't be leaders, but they don't have the gravitas. They don't have the rings. Right. You know, when you got rings, you can walk into a room and you could tell yeah. guys what to do. Yeah. Yeah. And people will believe you because there's evidence. It's, it's like part of what made Munchak such a great O-line coach because he had a gold jacket. And when he said stuff, they listened to him. Even if they didn't agree with it, they listened to him. That, that's why this offensive coordinator hires so – important and and Doran we talked about this yesterday it does almost seem like two different teams this defense and this offense you know you, you it it's never I mean Cam will say some things but it, it's coming from a place of 14 years in the league right and experience and seen a lot TJ's probably the best defensive player in the game right now Minka's the, you know, one of the top three safeties in the game didn't play like it this year at times was banged up but you, you get it offensively it, it you don't know what you're going to get. Right. Performance, commentary, antics, drama, infighting. That, this offensive coordinator, and again, it's pro football, so I'm not saying this is like high school where you're going to rally them in and run wind sprints and get them going and make them do up-downs if they're bad. But better have some, better have some leadership qualities. Better have, in my opinion, set the tone early. And because Mike Tomlin's been very keen to defer to that offensive coordinator, and they have not had – you go from Randy Finkner to Matt Canada. They have not had, in my opinion – Randy Finkner was Ben's guy. And and Matt Canada, I'm not sure what he, he was. Good, smart guy, good coach, not an NFL offensive coordinator. Not at this juncture. Who is this coach going to be? And they better be able to lead and get this group together. And here's here's what I want, ideally. And and the name I, I keep looking at, it, and I'll just throw it out there just for an example. You bring in Daryl Bevel as your offensive coordinator, but then you bring in that younger guy to be your quarterback coach slash passing game yeah. coordinator that can work with yep. the quarterbacks. That's that up-and-coming guy. You bring in the experienced guy, and then you have that other. So many teams do that. No question. Steelers need to do that. They, they need to increase their staff. I mean, they finally a really have a point. quarterback coach. But they need to increase and have a senior consultant. Yep. You know, bring in someone that just has ideas that may only go into work two days a week. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Add to that staff, Mark Whipple. Mark Whipple, or even Gruden. I mean, I know people you know frown upon Gruden, but I mean, talk about an Caldwell. offensive mind, Caldwell, somebody, absolutely, somebody that's been around that knows you know offense and knows the structure of what needs to go down. Fan morning show Twitter poll. Brought to you by P.J. Fitzpatrick, Home Improvement, trust pj.com.
Guys, there's one thing that really, really stuck out to me yesterday in the press conference, and I want to get your thoughts on that. I think it's very, very telling, and I think that you can get even more confidence in what could transpire next year after uh, we talk about that. But I want to get your guys' thoughts on that. First, a Bechtold headline. Mike Tomlin said he's unsure if Broderick Jones will stay at right tackle next season or move over back to his natural position at left tackle. Steelers are looking at outside candidates for offensive coordinator. Eddie Faulkner, Mike Sullivan don't seem to be in line to potentially take over the job. Tomlin saying he's looking at outside candidates. Also said, quote, it sucks to not be working right now in the playoffs, currently preparing for the Senior Bowl. And when asked if he believes his next quarterback, next year's quarterback, is currently on the roster, Tomlin, simple response, said yes. For more, go to 937thefan.com. Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker worker of yours. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Thorne Dickerson here, Pat Bostick, Jeff Hathorn, Austin Bechtold. Guys, there's a portion in Mike Tomlin's press conference that really stuck out to me, and I want to get you guys' reaction on it. Um, you know, there's there's coach speak, there's owner speak, there's GM speak, and we talked about this yesterday, Pat. You know, every single team in the NFL, every single team in college football, every single team in high school football, and actually, let's go all sports. You know what the you know what the, the 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 one common goal is every single year, to win a championship, right? It's to win a championship. Um, you set out to, your sights every single year when you start the year, and and the final goal is to win a Super Bowl, win a championship. And Mike Tomlin, he said that yesterday. He said we fell short, obviously, of our goal of winning a world championship, and he said it like three or four times. And for the first time, and I heard Art the Second say it. Well, maybe it was it was last year or the year before. 
And it just kind of fell on deaf ears a little bit. He was like, oh, our goal is to you know win a championship, and we fell short. And I was like, okay, like that's everybody's message. Everybody wants to – that's everybody's goal. But when Mike Tomlin said that yesterday, I just felt that there was intent. And knowing kind of what T.J. Watt said the day before was like, you know, our goal was to win a playoff game, I think he might have heard that and was like – not, not saying that T.J. was wrong. T.J. was just talking. And, you know, T.J.'s not – you know, somebody that's going to sit there and, and, and is a huge like elaborator of, of of a situation. He was like, no, 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 no. Our goal is to win a Super Bowl, and we fell short. There was just some type – to me, that really stuck out, and that should give confidence for next year. We talked about the backs against the wall deal and everything of that nature. I feel like the message now is at all stops, in all angles, in all avenues, we are going to put our foot on the gas to try to win a Super Bowl. He doesn't hear all of it. He doesn't sit there and intently listen, but he knows. He knows that was said. He knows that that came off as a, oh, we're content to just win a playoff game, even though that wasn't – the fallacy with that is that – What's the – he was talking about winning that game, right? Right. right. Is that TJ God, would have just been – nuts. That they would – if they would have beaten Buffalo and TJ would have played, then TJ would have, oh, you know, we're good. I forget, forget yeah. Kansas we City. We won a we're game. Good. I'm, I'm we're up. good. We're good now. We don't need to go any farther. Um yeah, he he definitely wanted to make it known. I thought what what Doug said the other day about Kevin Colbert, like if you're not winning a championship, you're stealing money. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Kenny and Kevin would say every year he would ask be asked about judging his class, and he'd say, "Did we win a championship? That's how you judge if I did a good job or not. Did we win a championship?" And 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 we just don't just because we don't hear that, I don't think means that they're that they've changed their mindset on what they want to do. I, I would agree. And and we talk about like the finality of it and, and this being, you know, this three-year contract could very well be Mike Tomlin's last as the head coach of the Pittsburgh Steelers. I don't, I don't think that there's any argument to the contrary. And the only way this ends the way he wants it to is if they win a world championship. And I think when you're wrestling with, and I don't know how much truth there was to taking a break or, you know, not coaching in Pittsburgh, but I'm sure it's crossed his mind. Has to have. He's human. But when you have assurances that you're going to be the coach and you start looking forward, right, the old adage, right, the windshield's bigger than the rearview mirror, you know what's ahead of you and how you end on your terms. How you end on your terms is winning a world championship. And, and Pat- I sense a renewed commitment to that, which, again, it's it's one thing to say it, but are you willing – coaches say all the time, you know, if you want something you never had, you got to do something you've never done. How do you – do the necessary things, make the changes necessary, and and execute on them to, to get it done. So, I, yes, it gives me hope, but they're just words, too. He wants to believe, to your point earlier, Dorn, that when things are against the wall, that's when he's at his best. That's when he really digs in and is going to show you, this is what I am, this is what I'm made of. You didn't, you, you know, you're going to doubt me. That's exactly where I want you. Yep. Doubt me. Because I'm going to work harder than I ever have. I'm going to make the changes necessary. And that all sounds great. We'll see. Ultimately, what is this team going to do on the field, especially when they get into that position, hopefully again, where they're in the playoffs. Are they going to be good enough to make a run? And that is more than just the head coach, but the head coach, you know, he's the face of it. He's the brunt of it. Like I know that he believes that. And you know, it got me to believe in, like, okay, they're going to make the necessary changes and, and, and do – their due diligence for this upcoming season. But realistically, do they have a winning roster? 
right now as it sits. Like, can you see them actually making noise next year if they get everything together with what they have right now? I mean, you're going to obviously draft players, and I thought they had a great draft this year. I thought a lot of young players contributed, and some contributed at a high level. Benton, obviously Joey Porter Jr., Broderick Jones, uh, Darnell Washington at times. I thought they had a pretty good draft. So you're obviously going to get players and young players in the draft to add to your roster. But what the core of your roster, do they have enough right now? Like, is that believable for the actual players on the field for them to make some noise next year? I still think they need some reinforcement on the offensive line. I still feel like that's that's necessary. And they need much more consistent quarterback play in order to do this. Um, they were banged up internally on defense at the linebacker position. That was a concern. Uh, I think it it reared its head a little bit in some games in the middle part of the year, but got better when they brought in Miles Jack and some guys that were familiar with what they were doing. But to me, you know, this offense needs to score more points, and to do that, quarterback's got to be better protected. They've got to run the ball the way they did at the end of the year, and ultimately when they have chances to take shots and make big plays, they've got to make them. They did that towards the end of the year, but I'm not ready to say that that is projectable over a 17-game season and that Mason's level of play helps them beat Baltimore with Lamar Jackson. Because at the end of the day, they scored 21 points a game in the last three games, 24 in the last four. That ain't beating Baltimore or Miami or Buffalo or Kansas City. But it was water in a desert. Correct, it was. So at that point in time, right. it was water in a desert. When you step back from it, there are still holes in the boat. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I think quarterback play is the absolute key, and that's going to come with coordinator. But I like Allen Robinson, the guy. I think he plays really hard. He's a good blocker. They need a number three receiver. Yeah. yeah. They need another option there. And it's, I mean, Calvin Austin could bring you some things, but that's, I don't think that's the guy. They need, listen, Washington's got to get healthy. Like he's too damn slow to be a, an offensive threat in this league. I mean, he, he can block, um, but he's just not, he is not at all an option in the pass game. I mean, he's got to be in order for them to take the next step. But one thing I, I do feel better about, and I, I think I might be changing my mind with, I think Najee might be. I think they might pick up his option. Yeah, yeah. I guess yeah. it's only about six, well. six and a half million, which fits. And I think they've proven those two can work together. You know, Mike Tallman has a lot of pride. Uh, I, I, you know, we all know that. And you know, why wouldn't he? He's a, he's he's won before. Uh, he's consistent. He you know, believes in what he's doing. But can he set aside? Can he set his pride aside? That's the real question. We'll talk about that next. But first, a Bechtold headline. NFL playoffs. It begins with Baltimore hosting the Houston Texans, 4.30 tomorrow. Hear that game right here on 93.7 The Fan later on in the day. It's Pitt basketball at number 7, Duke at 8 o'clock. Hear that right here as well on The Fan on 100.1 FM and AM 1020. It's the Green Bay Packers at the San Francisco 49ers at 8.15. And then Sunday playoff action. Hear both of those games here on The Fan beginning at 3 o'clock. Tampa Bay at Detroit, Kansas City at Buffalo. More fan headlines, 937thefan.com. Right now, here's Doran. Whether you want a new Chevy Equinox, Chevy Trax, or even a brand new Chevy Silverado, Century 3 Chevy will make all your dreams come true. In addition to their wide selection of new vehicles, they also have a wide variety of certified pre-owned Chevrolet models. Want to talk about efficiency? You'll be in and out with a beautiful, newer used vehicle in less than 90 minutes when you visit Century 3 Chevrolet. Now that's what I call top-notch customer service. For more, go to century3chevy.com.
The 50-minute mark on the fan brought to you by South Hills Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram. <laughs> Route 19 in Peters Township celebrating 50 years in the South Hills. How about Ricky Gary? We were just talking Bet about that. it. Remember Ricky Gary? Bet that. He came in with me. Uh, he was one of a kind, man. Would he come, he would like he come on? Teammate. Uh, he would come on with Giannotti. With Giannotti. So he was oh. like kind of like a, a, a side guest. Yeah, oh, we, yeah, we start talking about this because we're watching you know, Giannotti's on the tube over here, and he used to have Ricky on, and those and, were epic. And they wouldn't just talk about football. Let's just no, put they, it that they, way. It ran the gamut. <laughs> now, there was some uh, – He was like a love doctor for a little bit. Yeah. And it got – Man. It got – It got – I'm so tired. <laughs> I'm it so got tired. explicit. <laughs> I'm so tired. I just say that he, he he was one of a kind, one of a kind. Um, and now he's giving back to all the young yeah. children. Yeah, yeah. The he's giving back to the youth. He's a, a a school teacher. I love Ricky, in, man. In Florida, Mike Tolman has a lot of pride. We we know that. Um, but can he can he set his pride aside? And, and I think that's the biggest question. Now, there's going to be changes. We do know that. And, you know, you have to evolve in the NFL. Like, in order to stay with the court, stay up to par and win year in and year out, you have to evolve. You have to get with the times. And I feel like the Steelers have fell behind that a little bit. Um, there's a different day and age in the NFL. There's different type of head coaches. Obviously, offensive head coaches more than, more than ever. Um, can Mike Tomlin set his pride aside? And can he learn from some of the head coaches that are coaching right now? In the, in, in the NFL. Can he learn from D'Amico Ryans, some of the younger coaches, and take something, what they're doing? You know, he does a – I'm pretty sure he does a very good self-evaluation at the end of every single year. But self-evaluation is obviously taking and learning and, and figuring out what you need to do to be better. Um, I th- and we keep talking about backs against the wall. Do you think he can set his pride aside in the way he's done things and do it in a way that some of the other coaches are doing it and winning in the NFL now. Well, he has to or nothing's going to change. And what D'Amico did really well, what he took, was Bobby Slowick. Yeah, no question. He took him and then let him go. And they had the right clay to mold. CJ Stroud. Yeah. I mean, they had an elite young quarterback that they could allow be himself. And, I mean, it's it's night and day between him and Bryce Young. I don't know if – they're, it's night and day between those two if you flip them in their situations. And that's that's the challenge of Tomlin. Create a situation where this offense can be successful. Man, you talk about young coaches. Can anyone ignore the Kyle Shanahan tree and its success? I mean, it is it – is, it's crazy. Him and McVeigh. I mean, it, it, well, yeah. it's and it's all. I mean, it, and they were on the staff and with the Redskins when they were called the Redskins. I mean, Kyle Shanahan was in Cleveland, and it's just over the years turned into a. I mean, the most fertile offensive ground you could possibly pluck from, in terms of, you know, a Bobby Slowick or, you know, whomever. I mean, there's just. They seem to run with that system, and it seems to carry success wherever they – you can't tell me Brock Purdy's more talented than the quarterbacks the Steelers have on the roster. You just can't tell me. Now, is he is he more cerebral? I, I don't know. He certainly plays like it. But this system is – it's transitive. It goes. It travels. Um, That's what I would take from it. And D'Amico Ryan has just said, I'm not going to break that. Right. I, I've been in San Fran. I'm taking it with me. Boom. Plug and play. And, you know, I get I, – I, I agree with your point about a, vet, a veteran coach. But I would love to bring somebody in from that tree to to, to really 
collaborate and and be a voice in that thing. Coming up next, Mike Tomlin says that the quarterback of the Pittsburgh Steelers in 2024 is currently on the roster. We'll talk about that next. But first, fan weather brought to you by Sun Chevy. 2024 starts with great incentives on the Trailblazer, Blazer, Equinox, and Silverado. SunChevy.com today, high of 27, low of 18. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.